It's like the first time since Ohio, I could say, I've actually been able to take time. And uh, I remembered in Ohio when I wasn't feeling well. And this was before I took, went into oncology hands. Slow process of feeling I was sick, didn't know what's going on. Didn't know I had tumor and all that stuff. But uh, I had my fur babies and my home was my home. And it was a place of peace for me and all my friends know how happy I was in that home in Ohio. I had a small park in front of the house. I could walk when I wanted with the dogs. Um, when I was able to bike, it was safe. Um, roads weren't crazy with a bunch of traffic and that. And um, it was home. I realized like that's the last place um, I was able to call home. And that's pretty damn sad, but it's truth. I realize this property after this evening and dealing with more expenses and just constantly feeling like repairing the same stuff over and over again. And now plumbing issues, instead of the same plumbing issues, it's the same, but now we're adding more pipes and more clogs and more problems. And I figured pessimistic me be about a grand by the time the plumber was done over two hours and um, 50 feet out finding. It wasn't tree roots, but clogs and um, as he said, the house, this is before how long, asked how long had the house, and it's way before you, it just wasn't maintained properly. And how important it is to use even just vinegar and baking soda, or baking powder or baking soda, whatever it is, as a mixture, you can find it online, to make sure just twice a year, you know, pour it in and clean the lines out, your plumbing. It's important because you get conditioner, shampoo, and all those oils and that, and things stick, you know, hair to the pipe. And we all know how expensive plumbers are. I was fortunate, I had a really good plumber, exceptionally, I mean, really, really nice and um, very professional, went above and beyond. We went from one, I thought, clogged, they, you know, and he thought so too, and we went to what, four or five different places in the lines, um, and things in the lines, you just knew it was there from jump. Um, the lines were never cleaned out. Uh, uh, glad that uh, they are now, flushed it out for a while and that, and got nasty stuff down the drains away from the house but um I can tell he's just a good person good soul you can tell that I can read that on people and then I can read people that are really dark and not good people um instead of support they would rather just you know get nasty you know people like that never have any admittance to anything they do um they'll change uh, and I don't want to be around that. But um, he was a really, really nice. And um, I was thinking like it's going to be a grand. And um, if we found like a coupon, it was a promotion thing for a plumbing company. And he rounded it up and he was like, hey, I just round up 600. That was a lot of work over two hours. Bringing in multiple pieces of equipment, multiple snakes. I had to get one. It's 125 feet out. Um, just because one line we could not to the bathroom upstairs could figure out where the heck the problem is and then um, the major main uh, line to the house um, he went above and beyond but I mean talk about being fair anybody had plumbing work his plumbing work done you know how that's more than fair I mean just cleaning out the main line once you know and having multiple issues $600 easy but uh, I was over two and a half hours and uh, did a lot of work but I realized the house wasn't maintained and I knew that. 
Um, this was not the house. Like I said, I did not choose this house. Eric wanted this house. Um, we had to find something really quick to close. There wasn't much in the winter. But uh, this house is long overdue to be sold. Um, it's like I just sit there and pray. When am I ever going to get this house? I mean, I started thinking and talked to a friend. I just am at this position where I'm almost feel like just packing up the stuff and um, pack up for kids and go, you know? And um, take friends up on the offer and just, um, I had a therapist tell me this last year. And I thought about it when I was thinking like, this is like over two, almost $3,000. I'm coming to in less than a week of major problems in the house. And it's constantly something in this house and it is beyond a money pit. And it's just wasting money and it's frustrating and I don't have the energy and I can't do the stuff I used to do. And I have to remember I'm still dealing with things medically and it's kicking my ass. Um, I lost it after he left. I just lost it, I called a friend. It wasn't panic or anxiety, it's just overwhelmed. And deep, deep body aches that I have just from things growing back and oncology treatments didn't work and there's nothing left and uh, the ache was so bad it was so bad it was the worst deep ache I've ever had yet and I'm just doing overdoing it I don't need your nasty email please don't use your employer's email address I don't want to have to contact your employer to quit stop contacting me sending me nasty emails from your employer I don't care what reality firm you work for. Whoever is a realtor or a reality firm, please don't send nasty emails using a realtor firm email server. Um, if you cannot be a support, then just don't say anything at all. Because I don't need that. And emotional well-being with my anxiety, I don't need your nasty emails. I forward it to the appropriate parties for the state. Because they know I don't need your nasty emails and they don't want your nasty emails coming to me anymore either. If you can't be a support, don't send me any emails. Period. But I, um, I thought about it. I thought, you know, I remember a therapist telling me that, you know, you're going to get to a point, maybe sooner or later, where you're going to have to just step away from the internet, step away from podcasts, step away from working, step away from everything you used to know and kill the old you off in order to truly be free. Um, I kind of was confused when they're explaining that. And I thought, what do you mean kill the old me? I kill the old me. Not hypothetically kill, but um, just pulling, as I say, Richard Simmons, just disappearing and uh, going cognito and nothing forwarding and you start fresh and you start a clean slate and anything or anyone that hasn't served you well you're able to free yourself permanently in a clean break Poof, you're gone and you're able to live life and not have any of that luggage and baggage on your shoulders and people sending you nasty emails that uh, aren't of any support at all. No acknowledgement on any part of anything that they've done. Just a nasty email. Just sitting there critiquing a podcast that's for me to be able to look back 
and to be able to get through hard times in life and with therapy grow and evolve and be a better person and I really truly believe that you are past the point of needing therapy yourself. I have a few phone numbers that would serve you far better than sending me nasty emails on a real letter server webmail. You're blocked. I don't have time. If you want to be a support, that's fine, but I'm not continuing another year of your nasty emails. Especially coming from a business email server. I don't know what possesses someone to do that. Don't do that. Just don't do that, okay? Get therapy and find out what it takes to be someone who is supportive and lifting people up instead of chastising, criticizing, and making fun of mental health. Because it's not okay. But I realized that um, I say pulling a Rebecca Simmons is just, uh, you know, the house has got to sell. And, um, you know, for things that happened that weren't fair, but I'm dealing with them, I have to wait till my credit gets reestablished. Um, if you follow the podcast, do LexisNexis and reporting that shouldn't have happened and having to get an attorney involved to send a letter, hey, this needs to be done. And I'm waiting and patiently for the process. But I'm realizing when I'm waiting, all these things with the house are just happening over and over again. And it's just constantly, and this is where the podcast really is beneficial, is going back and realizing, my God, these repairs are like every single year and this ex the overwhelming expenses and the receipts that I have. I never even ever had a touch and even close to receipts I have of any place I've ever lived compared to this house. Uh, a friend of mine said the house is jinxed, hexed, I don't know. It's just, I look at it, it just wasn't taken care of very well. Um, and that's the truth. And trying to stay on top of it and taking care of a house and you keep fixing things and unfixes itself. And I've said this before on podcasts, so I've reported back. And I realized that this isn't home. This was never home for me. Um, place in Ohio was home. Um, that's the place I wanted to purchase and had worked with the owner and told them they were ready to purchase it. Um, private owner and um, people put their nose in out of spite because they can't and they don't know how to control their emotions and they need therapy. And they feel, a lot of people feel they're too good for therapy. Like they don't have any issues. Well, I'm here to tell you, looking at that email, you could benefit from a hell of a lot of therapy because you got a lot of hatred towards me. I don't need to email you back. I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest person and far bigger person than you and uh, I'm not stupid to your level. I'm done with the child games. I'm an adult now, and I don't have time. Um, I don't. But I realized that this house, I just can't sit around. I don't think I'm gonna be able to sit around and just keep plugging away and plugging away. And you keep plugging away, redoing things over and over and over again. That's money. That's money gone. Um, you can't just keep spending all this money and you end up with no money. And then you're gonna realize you probably should have pulled a Rebecca Simmons sooner than you thought. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a great move 
way far down south. I don't know if that's physically possible because today was rude awakening after a plumber left and I just literally just broke down. Um, maybe I needed a good cry, I probably did, but it wasn't anxiety. I had to call a friend because it was the most excruciating pain of deep ache. Um, that secondary, it's, it's coming from the tumor. I know this from oncology and um, when things, over time, things get worse and um, many patients experience this deep, deep, deep ache and it's throughout your body and uh, I didn't have this before going through oncology treatments, but I'll tell you right now, I can't say it enough. I would never have gone through oncology treatments if I knew all these hurdles and things that I would encounter and people that could be just damn downright cruel non-supportive and instead of being supportive and changing just continuing to be just really nasty and cruel and um, never change I would have never went through treatments I would have just played my hand and uh, wish next up would have been hospital pain management in the hospice I would have died peacefully and I would have died in the place I called home I don't want to die in this house in Indiana it's not home, not even close. This place has been just one thing after another. It's been excruciating beyond full-time work, and I physically can't keep doing this stuff. It's wearing my body down, and I don't need friends to tell me throughout the day. I know how I feel, and I'm sitting in a bubble bath, just soaking. I know when it gets that bad, because I used to have to do it in Ohio, in my house. That was my place called home. And I, have to, I would have to soak almost every day, not realizing this huge tumor was growing, you know? Everybody had their opinion on what it was, but uh, oncology figured it out. I would take a bubble bath almost every night just for the pain, and I realized, I found myself tonight remembering that. It was always like my beloved fur kid saying, all right, mommy, you know, I'm in heaven, but I'm still here. It's time for you to get in a bath. And, do what you used to do that works and I'll still be here. You just can't see me, but I know they're here spiritually because as weird, it just came to me like I need, just need to take a bath and a soak. I've been soaking for 40 minutes. Um, I think the medicine's not even working for the pain. It's wearing me out. So I don't need your nasty emails. The person you're referring to knew I was where I was at the hospital. I put it on the blog and everybody knew where my treatments were at. Because the person you're referring to, I have the phone records and they asked me how the new addition was going at the hospital. They saw it on the news, Jewish Hospital in Kenwood, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, six years ago. And I have the phone records to prove it, so they knew where I was at. Allow people to move past being hurt and quit taking it and rubbing it in people's faces unless you've got some rubbing salt and you plan on smoking something outside in the grill. Because <laughs> your emails are salty as hell. And I let everybody read them. And as they said, once again, this person needs therapy because they're not being support. They're just chastising and being critical of your life. And you're allowed to podcast. You're allowed to talk about your life. And so many people are without you critiquing me of all people and you've had many, many years and you've not owned up to anything you've done, but you want to critique me. Go girl, go.
a woman doesn't do that because I don't critique what you write on social media remember that you say whatever you want to say but make sure when you do as I said before there's always a reason somebody responds the way they do and if I have to scream at somebody that means that you're putting me in a very 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 bad position with my health internally and you're causing me stress emotionally so please do share of me screaming for people to stop particularly two people to stop make sure that you know both sides before you pass judgment and I've said it many times I'm not going to repeat myself nor do I want any more emails from a real estate server email server I don't want them anymore and nobody should be using a company server anyway I know when I was corporate there's no way I would do that um, get therapy I got some therapists get some help because you got a lot of hatred in your soul yeah. wish you well but get some therapy get some help okay I've been in mine for a long time and I'm on medication now for my anxiety but thank you for pointing out that I have a mental health problem and you need to tell everybody your mental health problems in your podcast and you need to be honest with your viewers and readers of your podcast and how you screamed at so-and-so. I screamed at so-and-so to stop because it was causing me stress and I was sick and they weren't being supportive. Instead, they were hurting me and not being what I needed, which is emotional support. And when you want to refer to somebody's text message or something, I never got it, and that's the truth. And in fact, I realized I had three phone numbers blocked. So when they're sending me a text, I didn't realize it was blocked when I gave my phone number out to my father, to two people. It didn't dawn on me till after five days later, I had their phone number blocked. And to be honest, when I haven't heard from anybody and people don't hear from anybody in eons, people change their phone numbers because I know I had to to stop the stress many times over. So to correct you, I never got the text messages because it was blocked. And I have phone records to show it. But after that, it was unblocked. I don't know what else was in your email. I briefly scanned through it. I have numerous emails you sent me that are the same kind of email. I'm looking for support and hey, you know, I know you apologize for things, but let me apologize for some really bad things I did while you were sick and going through oncology treatments that people don't know I've done. But public records don't lie. I had a right to scream at you for the stress and how you put me through. I don't know if I did, did I? If I screamed at you, that was I realizing my anxiety. Um, and that's a release. But it's also somebody at the wit's end when somebody has to scream to stop. 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 You're hurting me. Emotionally, stop. You're hurting my internal health. Stop. Please get some therapy. Please. Don't send me any more emails until you have a therapist. And then I will work on rebuilding things with you and others. But until then, I can't be a part of your life because you're not healthy for me. And neither are your emails. And they wouldn't be healthy for anyone going through any internal struggles or emotional struggles because you're being a damn right bully. 
and that's not okay. And I don't tolerate it and I won't have to. But you need to get some therapy because your emails are the same emails you've wrote over and over and over again. It's just a different time, a different day. That's the same thing. You've got a lot of hatred in your soul. I'm entitled to my opinion and you do. Because uh, from what I read, that's not any change. It's not of any support of anybody would need. I don't care what they're going through internally or mental health emotionally. Please don't make fun of people either, mental health. Knowing I've already been through counseling for many years, and I do that because I take care of myself. And uh, if I'm feeling off, whether it deals with my tumor or people cause me stress, um, I make a phone call and I make sure I talk to my therapist. You need to find a therapist so you can talk to a therapist so you don't have to write really, really nasty emails anymore. And instead, you can figure out the therapist why you have so much hatred still and how to be of support to people when you've hurt them. I've cleared my skeletons out of the closet. Um, I've made peace with uh, everyone. I don't have any skeletons anymore. Um, and as a woman and making change and growing and evolving, that's a lot. I don't need to, as you said, go back to my emails and once you start being truthful to your viewers and really telling to, I've already been truthful. The only part I, has, I haven't been truthful about is what exactly to the T you did to me while I was sick and what you put me through and how much that affected me emotionally and physically, internally. But I'll be the bigger person. I won't share it. But you can share with me next time you send an email that you got a therapist. Then we'll talk about holidays and that. But therapy isn't easy and I've been in it for years and it takes time in order for it to work. And you'll have setbacks like I have. And that's okay. It's perfectly okay. We're all flawed. I'm not perfect. But I don't tell people what to write on their social media accounts and what to say and what to feel because I'm not puppet master, I'm not God, and I'm not the robot engineer. So please don't do that to other people either, or to myself, because that's not okay. Um, unless I'm your child, and I'm five, and I'm not. I'm an adult. Please get some therapy. Don't send me any server emails. If they're not a support and change, but I would suggest doing it to a personal email anyway, not using any business email. And no, I don't do that stuff. You can't. Um, they're not meant for that. They're meant for business. But I realized when I talked to a therapist that um, it's going to come to a point somewhere where I'm going to have to literally, as they said, you're going to just have to step away from everything that you've known and kill off this yourself, the self. Um, that's gone through a lot. In order to truly be free, sometimes we have to step away from the person that we once knew. Um, in order to be free, go incognito, um, just set and free. She always referred to like a cocoon, like a butterfly, um, being in the shell and in a cocoon, and then you get to a point in life where you break free, the butterfly breaks free and flies away and, and, you know, is not so isolated and having to be stuck in this cocoon and finally breaks free um, when the time's right. And after talking to three friends of mine yesterday and then with the plumbing work and that, and I'm thinking, you know, um, 
it's coming closest to time to the time where I'm gonna have to break free and step away um, from the podcast, step away from the GP site, and uh, you know GP walk going on, um, finishing up shirts and emails and things like that that were ordered, and um, enjoying my own walk in that this month uh, with a friend of mine and Snorio and. I'm realizing I'm going to have to kill off the old me in order to break free out of this cocoon and like a rebirth and and I'll have to be chastised and have people sending me nasty emails and sending me text messages that make no sense because if you hurt someone the first thing a text message should read is I'm sorry you know hey listen I'm sorry behaved on my emotions or I probably said things or I probably wasn't there for you I probably wasn't supportive or I didn't realize and I know what you're asking for and whatever when you, when you do things you know are wrong that set yourself free I did that you know but um I'm realizing coming close to that point because I told a friend of mine do I just pack it up you know me and my fur kids and pack it up um call attorney you know, have them handle rest of, there's not much left to rest, rest of the divorce, it's just fine with stuff, that's it. Um, separation agreement, you know, bills and stuff, and necessities, and emergency funds, still not there, and it needs to be half, and I'm trying to rhyme a reason with someone that just, you know, don't care about the marriage, and you didn't care about me, so how the hell am I supposed to make you care about responsibilities and something you signed and witnessed and it was notarized and it's called a legal separation and you're not even going by that. I wouldn't leave nobody high dry. And if somebody's disabled and I'm married to you, I walked into it knowing what you're going through, I'll make sure when I'm at fault in a marriage, I take care of your ass. Because that's the least. And you told me you would. And instead, you're just causing more emotional um, anxiety for me. I told you that. And uh, I don't want it anymore. But enough, I just want to contact Tony. Like, hey, listen, just handle this. You know, get the house sold. Um, send me paperwork I need to. And uh, just disappear, you know? No known address. You know? I got an extra phone now I use for personal use. Um, and, uh... I'll have to eventually, you know, change phone numbers. I'm trying to like, and I plan on carving out like a couple hours until the plumbing stuff resurfaced of just downloading photos. Um, I can't break for break away from this phone carrier phone line because I have um, photos of like my grandparents before they passed and pictures of me and my grandmother at the hospital, my grandparents, and I am there's some really um, private things like files and stuff that I don't have any other copies so I've been doing like in a process of getting these printed at Walgreens and you know then you know financial things like this plumbing bill furnace and um, I'm not able to get back to work yet and the reason is is because multiple things first we're dealing with high anxiety I'm realizing once I start protecting myself from people that hurt me and are continuing to take time and I'm, I'm applying the healthy boundaries and you think time would make people just reflect and go listen you know what let me let me tell you my part of the story that I did wrong um, and you felt abandoned neglected because you weren't included and that is abandonment no matter how you slice and dice it 
and um, I want to work on myself and you're right I need to get therapy too and not think I'm too good for it because nobody is and uh, figure myself out for me you know because a good therapy will do that and a good therapist like I have doesn't always agree with you and by the way she listens to a podcast and I sent her your email and the state but um I don't know, you know, it's just, uh, I don't want the anxiety, I'm not realizing it's coming, and three friends are like, it's, you were fine before you let people back in your life, you had these high hopes again, and you set yourself up, but you gotta realize is you're making peace and get skeletons out of your closet, but there's people in life that don't want to, and they're never gonna change, and you're right, some people take it to the grave. So you're looking for the silver lining sometimes aren't there. And you need to move on and not put yourself in a situation. You know? Eric is supposed to go by legal separation and he's going by whatever he wants, you know? Um you know, everybody's held accountable for everything. That's all I gotta say, you know. I know I am accountable for everything I spend. And uh, my bank account can easily be monitored from the state. State will protect people who are federally disabled so they don't go through um, being scammed, abused. Um, they got everything they need when they're going through hard times um, with your health and stuff, and I am. Um, making sure your will and that's updated, making sure something happens and you have advancements to where you have, the, you know, and I have insurance, thank God, um, that'll cover like nurse care at home. And the greatest gift I was given by the state, and this was the greatest gift, and um, a few friends did this. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to share it or not. And they're like, I would. And I'm like, oh, you know, um, I get some more hot water. This is a real podcast. I got some pumpkin graters kind of ice cream chill. I haven't really ate all day. This time I ate was yesterday some plant-based chili I made and couldn't eat a lot. Heavy. But I had a protein shake today and I doubled up my powder, so. And um, I have started on one of my meds already for anxiety and it works. Um, it works within a half an hour to an hour, but obviously not hot enough. I like my bubble bath really hot. You ever listen to podcasts and somebody taking a bubble bath and literally listen to the water like? I use, um, I think a picture of a friend of mine loves coffee. I'm like, he's going to love this in the morning. Coconut coffee, OGX. Sulfate free, I love that line, but um, it's really good to use in a bubble bath. But it's coconut coffee, it's a scrub and wash, but yeah, it's good for soaking. It smells really nice. I said coffee candles, I love to have coffee candles, you know, like make a line of coffee candles. It's like a business thing. I'm creative, always thinking like that, but um, it's not too strong of a smell, and uh, literally to me. It smells like a chocolate coconut coffee. I don't really think it smells completely coconut, but um, 
I know, I don't know where I was going. Besides, I have a pint of Grater's pumpkin ice cream. I'm sorry if I'm making you hungry. French, what is it? French, French pot, French pot, French pot, my eyes, French pot, ice cream. That's how happens you get old. I'm trying to get my calories up because I'm really not been hungry. But um, I did start one of my meds. Um, I had appointment with my psychologist partner, a psychiatrist and works in a hospital out in New York. Um, very reputable, uh, very well respected in community mental health. But um, um, they were concerned with my anxiety and um, they definitely flagged to tell me that triggers are people and if the people continue not being a support in your life, that you have to place healthy boundaries back again because you are doing fine, according to your therapist, trauma therapist notes. And then when you open the door back up, expecting people that have this time and they're going to make peace like you are and bring the skeletons out like you are and you're realizing that it's just been one-sided and now we're getting some critical, you know, things and now I have this critical email um, that you have to put place healthy boundaries back again but these people are going to need to show you that they're seeing a therapist before um, continue conversing again with them um, of course a psychologist psychiatrist cannot force you um, to do anything but um, it's extremely important that I stick with what they're telling me. Um, they're gonna have to show that they are seeking therapy. And uh, for the person sent me email, individual therapy, because I think individual therapy would serve you well, because I think there's a lot of hurt. Um, I still feel deep hatred for whatever reason. Um, resentment, um, I don't understand if somebody doesn't talk to me why I'd go on the podcast and even listen. Why would you want to? As a friend said, why would why would anybody want to even read or listen to your podcast if they don't want to do with you? Are they nosy? Do they not have a life? Are they just gossipy? Are they to just cause drama? Like why? Well, I've had relations. I've been married before, but I ain't following nobody. <laughs> um, we're not together, I'm not talking to you. I'll be the bigger person because I've changed all the grow, grown over the years. I wish you well, but I don't have any need to follow you. Or follow you. I don't need to know what you're doing. It's not my business. So I don't understand why people, and it's not just psychiatrists brought up, but a friend of mine brought up last night. Why even bother following people if you don't want nothing to do with them and you're not talking to them and you don't want to be, you don't want to change, you don't want to be supportive and don't offer any emotional support for why even bother listening? So why do you even bother listening? And as they said, then they send this email. This is like the same email. Just a different time. Nothing's changed. It's a breeze through it. Nothing's changed. What somebody like in that email is looking for is, listen, I appreciate you being honest. And although sometimes it hurts with things we do hurtful, but you respect my honesty and getting the skeletons out of the closet and we all apologize. That's being an adult and it shows you're growing with age. It's personal growth, but instead you critique and you slam when somebody is apologizing 
and then trying to dictate how somebody should feel and what they should think and how they should apologize and if I should have Cool Whip on my pumpkin graters or should I put, I don't know, you like cheese on or something or maybe I don't have it, I don't Maybe it's not thawed out enough. <laughs> I don't get it. Please seek therapy. But I realized from two, not just my trauma therapist, but from, you know, psychiatrist point of view, healthy boundaries. Kim must be placed in this time. There has to be therapy on this individual's end or these individuals end in order to open that door again. And um, I personally think that therapy should have been sought out a long time ago, but you can't tell people to seek therapy and you can't make people see what they don't want to see. Um, some people are embarrassed to say they're seeing a therapist. I think that's so like, I don't know why. Mental health is just as important as your internal health. Why would anybody be embarrassed to see a therapist? Unless you're trying to be somebody you're not and nobody's perfect. And trust me, you'll have more friends by just being raw and genuine than trying to have a happy face when you've got tough times you're dealing with. That's just me, you know? I don't know. But um, you started me on two medications and I kinda knew we were gonna go that route but we had to really, they had to really go over, carved out, and we went over, they carved an hour out, but we were on the e-visit to like 8.20 p.m., I think it was. What were we on? Yesterday, day before yesterday. Now we're on, what, Wednesday? Can't even keep up with the day. Tuesday, Wednesday, what were we on Wednesday? This ice cream is pretty good, but it's really, Grader's ice cream is really thick. Grader is my hometown, Ohio. Um, good ice cream, too, if you ever find graters anywhere in your out of state in the United States really good ice cream and the pumpkin seasonal is really good I normally don't like pumpkin ice cream but oh this is really good it's got enough calories too I won't be able to eat all of this um, pint but it's like 920 calories one pint I'll probably get to like the <laughs> 310 one serving let me start this in this anyway like really if you were hungry three servings yeah like if you're six years old, I don't know. It's just my opinion. <laughs> but two medications, we had to, they had to go over what medications because I'm on other things. But we have to be careful, especially when dealing with pain and anti-inflammatories and stuff. We have to be careful with some of the medications with counteractions and that. So um, it was nice. They already kind of went through all updated history and stuff. And from oncology, what I'm taking with the hospital with pain stuff with the tumor but there was like mm, a lot of medications that I could try to start on but um, I picked two that had um, I don't know they just seemed like maybe they would be better for me I've never been on medicine for anxiety I never had anxiety before um, and if I did I don't remember but they couldn't pardon it they couldn't find anything um, I just said dealing with uh, family dysfunction through prior um, psychologist therapy and through um, going through medical, which I was, medical struggles with the tumors um, before oncology, during, and family dysfunction is what I was having therapy for, but there was no 
depression or anxiety or anything like that. So this was driven by people. Um, and psychiatrist honest. You seem to be fine and doing well, and you hold on to that hope, although you don't like it, but you did. But if you're working on yourself in therapy and dysfunction, then the other individual parties have to do the same, or it's not going to work. And I listened. I have to put the healthy boundaries back down. That's for my well-being and um, for my emotional internal well-being. And if somebody seeks therapy, or if they seek therapy, and send me a nice email, listen, I listen to your podcast because you do listen to it, you guys do, and um, decided, you know, maybe I do want to see therapy, and I don't need to be scared of it, and I'm going to do it, and next email I send you will be, hey, I'm working on myself, and I've learned other things besides this, and um, hopefully you find a good therapist that works for you, and... Um, yeah, but right now I just I can't. It's not healthy for me. And that email just showed me it's not healthy. Um, my therapists were right. So um, they have to show their seeing therapy as well. Can't just be one rose, they said, you know. Um, dysfunction is dysfunction and it has to be done as a unit. And people can go individual or whatever, but it has to be done. Um, and it's coming from a hospital psychiatrist and they know what they're doing. They've been in the field long enough. But we went over different medications and I picked a few. Um, and one medication is because I've never been on anything for my emotional well-being. Let's say mental health, emotional well-being. I say emotional well-being. I just think it sounds better. People are so critical when you say mental health. You know, one of every two people deal with mental health issues for crying out loud. Look at the people down at the hurricane. What do you think they're experiencing? Anxiety, depression, trauma, grief, sadness, you name it. No sleep. Um, there's nothing wrong talking about it. People who talk about it. You got something. Obviously you're hiding. Maybe you need to think about taking care of your emotional well-being and sitting down with somebody. Yeah. But I've never been on this kind of medication, so... Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that there was more options than I thought. Because of being on medicine already, I have to remain for a lifetime. It puts limitations to what I can take, and I don't know how some of these medicines for anxiety works. But as they said, you are dancing right on panic attacks. Um, you have severe anxiety, and it's driven by people. Emotionally, things have happened. Um, but your anxiety is severe, so that's why we place healthy boundaries and we backtrack ourselves. And um, even a psychiatrist will get critical when they need to and they're doing something and making choices that aren't, they're not good for you. And uh, they do. But I chose a couple of medicines and um, I started once a night, but I'm having borderline panic attacks. Um, and it's just from the anxiety has gotten um, severe, and sometimes, as I was told, anxiety will become from mild anxiety to severe. It can happen really quick. Normally, it's like a slow process of anxiety worsening, but if you have multiple triggers and all the triggers are hitting at once, I mean, it can literally um, spiral your anxiety out of control, and that's what was happening. And um, that's the truth. But it was 
giving me starting me panic attacks and uh, I figured it was but I'm not a mental health provider you know emotional well-being provider so um, unless I am it's just an estimated guess but I was told yes you are so we're gonna stop it now and get the anxiety under control that'll stop the panic attacks um, and then work with the other specialists because the pain which is deep deep body pain is uh, secondary and it happens when you go through oncology treatments and you're trying to shrink this huge tumor mine was very very large and when you deal with ovarian stuff is filled and it alters chemicals and hormones in your body if you have autoimmune it affects your immune system and your adrenaline and as it does then you can just like you have double um, and a percentage of that as told and I kind of figure it's low but it is low percentage can cause anxiety but the greater percentage of anxiety is usually triggers and um, sometimes it's situations but situations involve people and people can be your triggers um, but I start on medicine and um, it's a first it's like I always say less is more and I'm like wow that's interesting I see Snorri, you're on four pills twice a day and I'm on four pills mommy human mommy's now on four pills twice a day imagine that so I literally yesterday started getting us in sync and then I had Papa's insulin twice a day so and then Lucky's she's on just temporary antibiotics trying something new for her um, thought it was allergies but um, she's just got yuckies but that's why I said I have to get up set the alarm but got all of us tomorrow will be today actually today because after 12 will be the first day we're all actually in sync and we all are taking the medicine at the same time twice a day it'll be so much easier because that was just that's too crazy set an alarm here and there and just now so luckily papa's insulin is every 12 mine's every 12 snores every well some of them's once a day and then mine some of mine's once a day and then the majority great majority is every 12 hours but um, the one medication that I took uh, supposed to make me tired and um, it's a short term short acting so half an hour to hour I still don't feel anything <laughs> and as they said you're not metabolizing things right so I won't be surprised if this takes you a while get on some medicine to actually have a dose that hits you right um, may not affect you um, you may burn through it quick too so it may take a while and then starting tomorrow I start the other medication because with the plumber and that and I picked it up late from Walgreens and I'm like oh heck I'll just start it tomorrow in the morning with everybody else's meds but that's going to take I was told it could take up to three weeks or better for really for me to feel the full benefit and that's normal um, as a psychiatrist said that your know, psychiatrist has to prescribe in that um, and my trauma therapist will kind of just monitor things and if it needs to be readjusted then her partner hospital psychiatrist will come back and readjust but it could take like three weeks or better for it to start working um, but it just helps overall with anxiety um, and I need to bring it way down as I was told because this stuff's affecting your internal well-being and we don't want to um, speed up the process of some things especially with the very tumor
So it's important. There's a terminology they use. I can't think of it. But the one doesn't have that many side effects except for sleep. So, <laughs> yeah. I thought the bath, it relaxed me, but I'm not tired. But there are times, even with pain management, I'd take meds and I wasn't phased. And then they do um, what you do with hospital and you're treated at home is they have to run once a year, twice a year. Um, it's a drug screen panel, things like that. And um, it's just things are really strict when you're under pain management or you're being prescribed to hospices. There's things you sign, they're contracts, I call them anyway, but um, it's not to be played with, it's not a joke. But sometimes, we, like last time, look at the levels and things and it's like the levels are like less than half. But I'm increasing the meds, but the levels are less than half, less than half. And it really, to me, didn't make any sense. But as I said, the pain's getting greater, so you're burning through the stuff. Or there's sometimes you take it and it's not even metabolizing because the pills are being found in scans. Um, just from the nerves and that and the churning and the firing of digestive tracts not working on the parts of your body. So the pills just drop. And then there's sometimes it'll get that firing mechanism and it'll actually help bring things down and then that gets distributed through your blood. But I'm, uh, I was told the combination's good. Um, I'll be honest, I was a little leery of starting things like this, but I'm like, I can't live with this kind of anxiety because um, it's gotten bad. But I'm thinking the healthy boundaries, I know the healthy boundaries are going to help uh, I was told it could possibly eliminate the anxiety altogether, but you've went through a lot of um, really traumatic emotional things in a marriage. And now that you don't have that in the environment, you're going to start reliving that stuff. And a lot of times it happens with trauma while you're sleeping. And that's where the waking up, and I know I had a bad dream, but really the reality is I was told from a psychiatrist you're reliving what you went through. And you had a beloved pet that um, experienced a very tragic death. And it was hard for you to watch that. And you didn't think it would end up in death. But your other dog, Snorio, also witnessed that. To be honest with everyone, I haven't shared this about Snorio, but um, I am now. Um, he started displaying signs of um, with the environment and stuff um, of anxiety and dogs can experience that um, and the loss of Blue and watching how she passed has as a veterinarian said has greatly affected him um, he has underlying things caught early um, when dogs, he, the bigger the dog, and I have not, I've got some podcasts I haven't done, um, but the bigger the dog, the more they weigh. He's considered a larger dog. Um, when things are caught early and, you know, different conditions and cancer, things like that, they're caught early, you treat the symptoms and you monitor them and um, heart medicine when it causes vomiting and stuff like that. Um, so he's on medicine and stuff and he gets rechecked um, for right now once a month goes back in a couple weeks but they did have to put him on um, floxetine they've used it 
Um, I was a little like, oh, he's not been on any prescription meds to help him calm down in that. But they're like, he's experienced a lot. And, you know, they asked to see a couple of videos of Blue, what she experienced before she died, what I experienced, and uh, what snore I saw. And uh, both that Narians looked at me and said he definitely is grieving and going through things, just like people. And dogs can get anxiety just like people, but he went through a lot. Um, dogs feel, and he's definitely showing signs. He has underlying, th underlining, underlying things that have surfaced because of one thing, and we find out things underlying by chance, so we catch it early. Um, the larger the dog, the slower the process, and um, that goes with any illness and with cancer especially longer things take to progress. The smaller the dog, the quicker things, as I was told with anything chronic or cancer or anything, um, the quicker that things start to surface and the prognosis is not as well compared to a larger dog. But I am, I'm, at, I'm in an okay position to talk about it. He's on fluoxetine. Uh, he takes 20 milligrams twice a day every 12 hours. It took about three days for me to really as they said you'll see a difference because um he won't be so nervous um the whining at night is him looking for blue he's grieving he's getting better but he needed help um they definitely feel it would serve him really well to have another companion and a friend probably not a pup because he has underlying things with his health um, would probably be too much but an older dog you know it's probably already been and I said a female yeah because he's just a female has already been spay um had shots and probably over at least a year and a half went through the puppy phase or there's some dogs that are just calmer but I'm still fixed on huskies because it's you know it's all I know but um I have looked into Pomskis from friends of mine and um at a groomer, gentleman had a Pomsky, and they are Pomeranian Husky, but they don't get as large in size and weight. The females, obviously, the males get up to about 20 pounds, 25, females about 15. Um, Story does well with smaller dogs. He doesn't do well with any dog bigger than him. But the lunging and things like that, and the high-driven whining and things like that, um, is a combination he has pre-existing and he's sick and things like that, but he's also a nervous dog and um, environment things. Um, I should have exited the marriage a long time ago. And that is something that I have to make peace and forgive myself. Um, because if I had human kids, I'd feel just as guilty of staying in something. But dealing with internal health issues and disability and with oncology treatments didn't work. You never know, and you can't predict your health. And I've realized that greater than anything, I can never predict my health. Because I can have two or three days that feel pretty good in a week, and then something with it, or just a complication of the pain. Like last night, um, just start crying, and I called friends. So, first thing is just, I couldn't even say anything. I just said, I'm so, I'm so much pain. And they're like, you're doing so much. This is not normal for a person that's healthy, whether or not you're pushing yourself. And you gotta stop. I stopped. I'm in a boat list still.
I stopped. But dogs can experience the same things. And I knew that, but um, with his, his a secondary veterinarian group, sat down and they really took the time to explain and saw the video, a couple of them were blue, and uh, as they said, that's horrifying though. We've never seen anything like that. Um, any dog to constant go into seizures, back to back for 40 minutes, um, we probably 100% guarantee had an aneurysm and it, you know, burst. And the things you saw after she died and the blood from the head and that, uh, look at the videos, it wasn't that she hit something hard constantly, although she was convulsing really, really, really severely. Um, usually they see that. She went through trauma um, from a backyard breeder state was on them and things like that. She already went through head trauma as a pup, as they said, so there was abnormalities within the brain that just got worse as she got older, and that's why the seizures got worse. But um, I still feel guilty. Um, my marriage wasn't good. Um, and if I had human kids, I'd feel guilty as much guilt. I have to make peace with though I am with the therapist um, to even have her around that. Um, but things got really bad last video, I uh, locked myself in the bathroom because I didn't want them to see mom upset. And although I would keep telling Eric to so please stop, a person sent me an email, that's where the screaming. You may want to ask Eric how many times I screamed at him to please stop. I screamed on top of my lungs and my neighbors I'm sure could hear me. That other person who caused me really a lot of undue stress and I said please stop and they wouldn't and I screamed at them, it was the same screaming. You might want to talk to your therapist if you choose to see one. That is if you plan on rebuilding anything with me. But that's your choice and if you don't I still wish you well because I'm not a hateful person. I'm sorry you have hatred towards me because that's how I feel, I'm entitled. But uh, people scream out of desperation to stop. Especially when they're already sick and it's affecting their emotional well-being. But I have a lot of guilt. Um, although I was told Blue already had epilepsy. She had brain trauma, suffered as a pop before you um, adopted her and you brought her in as your own. So the seizures were already there six months um, before the environment things changed. Um, and I know with my marriage when things got real bad, because there's podcasts. That's where the podcast person email comes into play for me when you're telling me how to feel. Those podcasts actually helped me to go back in my therapist to figure out where the line was drawn when I should have exited an unhealthy marriage. And it's on the podcast. But I have guilt. And I'm working through the guilt. And there's a lot of times I do, I wake up and I get upset and I feel so guilty as I would for any children to see this like a not good environment and a marriage not good. And you never, a true parent, a true mother, a true father, a true damn good parent does not keep their children in unhealthy environment and marriages. You do what you can to exit it. And I was doing that it was just trying to maneuver and figure out with therapists and I literally was documented with therapists how do I do this because am I going to bust down my two feet how's this going to work I mean 
is he going to say what he's saying? He's still going to help out financially because he admits it's his fault. He admits he's going to do this and this and this. We signed an agreement, but is he going to do it? What if he doesn't do it? You know, these are things you play, and it's like, okay, when's the time to exit? When's the time? And I was always told, you'll know when it's time. But as you say, build a boat now. It took loose passing. And some people say, an animal, your dog, she's part of the family. But it took her passing for me to realize, I said, do right by blue, not just epilepsy. It took her passing for me to realize that's it. I'm done. I can't be in this marriage anymore. This isn't healthy for any of us. And that can, that, <laughs> that darn damn well can contribute to, um, could have contributed to the severity of a seizure, although they say, you know, that's definitely clear sign of the aneurysm. I'm sorry, I still, I know how I feel and I know what I lived and, and um, I have not prayed enough and asked for forgiveness, especially she's talking to Blue and I'm sorry. I felt like a horrible fur mother, although I was doing what I can to figure out how I'm going to maneuver this, how am I going to get out of this? Because I'm uh, my house worse now, how am I going to maneuver this, how many house? And then screaming for him to stop, stop, get some help, stop, get help, stop. Trying to get him to help, stop. Um, I just realized one day, every day after she passed, no more. And it took her death, but I realize now therapy, that was your time. And she gave you a son. And people, like animals, become selfless. And sometimes passings have great meaning. And it's not just about the grieving of the passing or what they went through, but there's hidden meaning behind it. And sometimes to protect us, and not just humans do that, um, of being selfless and sacrificing and passings mean things of helping people even after death, you know, and um, even animals help us to see things clear. But I still, I don't know if I'll ever not feel guilty. Um, I tried to exit earlier. It just was not successful. Yeah, I could have already do it. Um, and I flagged some people, but they would just tell me, why don't you move in with so-and-so and so-and-so, and no. I was looking for emotional support, not to be tossed to the next guy. Mm. Obviously, it didn't work. It didn't work this time either. But um, medicine will work. It's just going to take time. I know I'm still in the tub. It's still warm water. I'm actually relaxed. I don't feel tired. Maybe the relaxing is coming from the pill. I possibly could, but I don't feel any tiredness. They said you feel really tired. I'm thinking, all right. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I'm like a uh, Katy Perry song. I'm wide awake. And I don't have coffee either. I have actually cherry vanilla seltzer water. Actually really good. And then pumpkin ice cream. That's kind of almost melted, but greater stays.
It's weird, it's greater as ice cream. It doesn't melt really quick at all. And I'm in a warm bath, and the room's pretty warm because I have a heater in here, although the furnace isn't working yet. Not replaced the parts, but I think the ice cream actually tastes better when it's out of the freezer for a while and really thaws out. I don't know, it's just me, but Grater's is always good anyway. It's probably why it's so dang long expensive, but sometimes you have to splurge. But, uh, we'll see. The other medicine, like I said, will be two or three weeks. It could be longer. <sighs> Today's a new day. And, um, I just want to say again, thank you for those who are emotionally being supportive. That's what I've been looking for. And maybe it's not from the people that I really was working. I was working so hard to get the same people to understand and to work on relations that had been estranged forever to I was I was wanting this positive change I was working and focusing so hard that I didn't see my friends and all of you that were standing there right behind me going just tapping my shoulder going here I am with emotional support you know, forgive me I was still wanting these relationships to work and they were my top priority but i'm realizing it can't just be one way and me constantly trying and doing what i need to do and sometimes you just have to set people that you love free and it's unfortunate when a lot of time spans and you got to put the boundaries back again and they may never you know boundaries may never be broke again and setting people free may be for a lifetime now and I have to make peace with that and therapy will we're working on that but I had to be placed um, because you're right email if you go to my podcast you can see I'm suffering from something I'm suffering a great loss of people that I've not been a part of that I've been outside of a circle trying to break the glass and get in and I realized I can't so I stepped away and you remain inside of that glass with the rest and I stepped away because I was on the outside I couldn't break the glass it was unbreakable so my emotional well-being suffered and I laugh a lot on my podcast and I'm all over all over the place on my podcast and I'm damn proud of it because that took a lot of work and a lot of insurance money with therapy to learn to feel and to be happy one day and sad one day and excited one day and mad one day and sad one day because it's called feelings. And when you go to seek therapy, and I hope you do for yourself, not for me, but yourself first, because you need it and you know you do, that you'll be able to feel one day too and not have to feel like you're constantly happy. And when you're upset or sad that you feel like you can't do it because of learned behavior from maybe someone or environment or something, I don't know, I'm not you. And I'm not a therapist, I'm not God. But maybe one day you'll get therapy and you'll be able to feel and be silly one day and sad and happy and that's perfectly normal. It doesn't mean you're crazy or goofy or... It just means you're normal. You're feeling. You're allowing yourself to be free. God gave you a brain and he gave you a heart and he gave you feelings. And if you don't feel, then why did he give it to you? You know? 
So I'm gonna get back to a little bit of my bath and um, add some more warm water for this to get a little chilly. I had a chilly last night and I got that chilly cold. And I'm gonna get back to enjoying the Strader's pumpkin ice cream. It's a little melted now. What a combination. Cherry vanilla salsa water and Grater's pumpkin ice cream. Eh, it's fall. Eat and drink and be merry, you know? And uh, be free.